Brandon and Taft in the studio to recap our weekend of sports betting. That's what's the damage? <laughs> tough damage, tough beats all around this weekend. A lot uh, of bad beats in the college oh, yeah. football world. Yeah, but good, fun weekend. Go any, dogs. Any good bets? I mean, go dogs. Obviously, didn't cover, but got a win. How about the other games in the SEC? Um, I mean, you can go to LSU upsetting Florida. I mean that 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 is tough for Dan Mullen, especially with all the Edo before the game, like. You didn't know if he was, this could have been his last game in Death Valley. Nobody knew. And, like, it's one of those things where nobody wanted to play for him, and nobody knew that going into the game. Like, I saw a source familiar with the situation at LSU, and I quote, it's one of those things where no one wanted to be there anymore. The players didn't want to play for him. The coaches didn't want to coach for him. That's crazy. Yeah. And maybe Vegas knew that, and that's why they had him as plus 420 for the money line upset but it ended up hitting I know crazy you, i know you had that i did that i mean that was a it was noon and i want i just wanted to take something to get get, get the blood going you know yeah that was awesome i don't know i mean florida did not look good at all until anthony richardson came into that game and replaced uh, emory jones in the third quarter he led him to four straight touchdown drives i mean i'm pretty sure he proved himself as a starter after that game i mean he could i don't know i mean Georgia, Georgia's got to prepare for both quarterbacks now, which is a situation that we both know we do not do well with uh, after Alabama, but it, it should be uh, interesting to see what Kirby does. Yeah, I think Kirby will have his boys ready for the Gators. Both teams will have a bye this week, and then they'll meet in Jacksonville on October 30th, uh, and you just have to expect that line to be dogs by at least 22 and a half. I, yeah, it's going to be a very hefty line and disrespectful towards Florida, but uh, Georgia deserves every bit of that. You know, they 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 are they're hot. I mean, their defense just controlled Kentucky the entire game. That, that was an awesome game to be at too. Both of us were there. That was oh, yeah. fun. Oh yeah, I wish I could say dogs cover, but um, Kentucky didn't want to have it. Georgia, if you're not familiar, was up thirty to seven with less than a minute left Kentucky was driving and they got stopped short of the goal line with about five seconds left the clock was running Kentucky decided to call a timeout the spread was 21 and a half and it was at 20 what let's see it was 30 to 7 so it was at 23 at that point so the dogs were going to cover Kentucky decides to call a timeout run one more play before the game ended absolutely meaningless in terms of the game but there's a lot more riding on that as the over under was set at 44 and Kentucky needed two and a half points to cover. They end up scoring the touchdown to cover the 28-one and a half point spread, and then the totals at 43 there. Over-unders 44. Bad beats all around. Bad beats because the extra point was blocked by the dogs, almost returned, um, almost taken to the house by Nicobe Dean, but it ended up being a final score of 30-13, to 13, so Kentucky covered um, just for no reason going for that final play. And then the missed extra point caused for the under to hit. So just bad beats all around. We hope you were on the good side of those bad beats. I know, Brandon, you had... Um, I was not on the good had, side of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, the stadium was still packed at this point in, in Sanford. It was it was a sight to see, and I'm pretty sure 75% of the stadium had the dogs to cover that game. Oh, at least. It, they were loud because I saw Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt and Nolan Smith. They were like trying to get the crowd into it. I mean, they stopped them twice on the one-yard line, and then they were, it's just... 
you know, it's hard to stop a team three times from the one yard line. Yeah. I mean, they they were trying to hype up the. I don't know. That was it was intense. I was over by the Kentucky students or just fan section. Um, they had some big blue nation in Sanford, and it got it got pretty um, chirpy over there with the students Georgia student section being right next door. Yeah, but for sure. For sure. Kentucky ended up covering credit to them, but dogs won 30-13. to 13. Dogs on top. Looking at some other games in college football bats, I know you had three in the four guys, four locks a bit. How'd you break out with the other two? Um, I did take Tennessee this weekend, and that's just disappointing to see. I mean, Tennessee took an L on the field and off the field. I mean, it, many of the fans got on in the highlights. There was a lot of highlights from this game. I mean, Matt Corral played in like he played lights out. I mean, he threw his first interception of the year. Tough shame, to see. Shame. Yeah, but he, he had accounted for over 400 yards of offense and led Ole Miss to a 31-26 victory. Um, There's pl- I just think that the debris on the field after the game or from the overreaction to a bad call was just ridiculous. That's and not a good sight for Tennessee and their not at all fan base. It's the first time they've sold out Neyland Stadium all year. Um, they lost. It's the second time losing um, a sellout crowd, which is kind of sad. You'd expect a team like Tennessee with a good football history would sell out every game. Um, they yep, don't, I apparently. Agree. And just not a good sight to see as Lane Kiffin was getting pelted by golf balls and beer cans. <laughs> that, that, that's just tough. I, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of Vols fans had um, Tennessee Tennessee being Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they thought Tennessee would cover, but Matt Corral, Heisman Trophy frontrunner now. Is just he's looking great. Plus two hundred um, Heisman odds. That that was updated as of yesterday. He's tied with Bryce Young at plus two hundred. I love Matt Corral to win there. I mean that's just good odds for a guy that's just playing. Great, yeah, great I love those odds. I mean, you know, you can say Bryce Young is also good odds at plus two hundred playing for Alabama and their offense is always explosive week in and week out. But Matt Corral, what he's done this year for Ole Miss is. Truly remarkable. I mean, throwing his first interception seven weeks in, you know, he's playing good football for them. He is playing good football, and he got the easy cover. There were three-point favorites when we recorded our Four Guys, Four Locks podcast last Thursday. By game time, it was a pick I don't know what Vegas saw in Tennessee, but they thought it was going to be a closer game than it was. Ole Miss gets the cover. Um, and now we'll go over to the NFL. What just an, an incredible cover by the Philadelphia Eagles your Philadelphia oh, yeah. Eagles on Thursday night I wish Gavin was here for that I mean I told him I told him you know Philadelphia is sneaky Jalen Hurts has got it um I mean it was I honestly thought it was over it was the third quarter like 28-7 the line uh, was Bucks minus seven yeah so you need three touchdowns and a little a little something extra yeah I mean Philly Philly got it together. I don't know. They had a pass interference penalty. It was like a 60. I think Buccaneers had like three penalties on the day, and they went for like 115 yards total. I mean, it's just favorable for Philadelphia. But Jalen Hurts got it done. Got the spread. Not, I mean. Yeah. So it was minus seven, like I said. 28 to 14. Philly's driving. (laughs) Jalen Hurts gets the touchdown to make it 28-20. And... The birds decide to go for two. What's the what's the mindset there? Is that how you is that I, how you go in Philly? Serrani had to know the line of the game. He he, he was going for the cover. cover I think yeah. he might have had that. There's no reason to go for two in that situation. No, none. Especially if you're trying to win the game, you want to force overtime. Maybe force a three and out, get the ball back, and score a touchdown. But that, yeah, that's a bad beat for Gavin. That is a bad beat for Gavin. <laughs> as he had Buccaneers minus seven, but 
Sarani must have also had Eagles plus seven, and yeah. he, he doesn't play for the push. Hey, you got paid. <laughs> you got the job done. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, some more bets to go around from the weekend. What other games did you um, participate in? Um, I didn't have much in the NFL yesterday. I had the Bills tonight. It's my fourth um, game. Um, I know you had the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers, not not good. I thought they'd be back. I thought McCaffrey was going to be back. He didn't end up playing. They put him on the IR on, like, Sunday morning. Crazy. He's been doubtful. He's been practicing and was listed as doubtful two weeks ago, so you'd think that he'd be upgraded to the questionable or probable for last week or for the game yesterday, but he did not play. Just heartbreaking for Carolina to see as they fall to 2-4 and four on the season. And Sam Darnold, he, he almost got the backdoor cover as – Panthers were plus one. They were down by eight. Got the ball on their own four-yard line with less than three minutes. Sammy D drove all the way down the whole 96 yards, converting on two fourth downs. Gets a two-point conversion. Forces overtime, and I'm just on the edge of my seat because I had Panthers' money line, um, and I was a little down <laughs> from Saturday. But things you hate to see when you have your a team covering a spread in the NFL is the other team getting the ball first in overtime because there's Sucks. nothing you can do about it. It is the worst thing. If the other team gets a touchdown, and that's exactly what the Vikings did. They went down and scored. They won by a touchdown. Panthers didn't even get a chance in overtime. Yeah. Just I mean, Sam Darnold did what he had to do to get to overtime, and it, it's just a shame you couldn't even see him get a chance in the overtime. You know, it, it, it's tough to see. It's why I like the college football over, oh, or me too. overtime, you know? Yeah. It's much better. I mean, especially when there's, like, a shootout going on, both teams can't be stopped, then it's just going to come down to the coin flip as to who wins the game. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the college football format over the NFL format. Maybe, who knows, maybe I'm just salty because the Panthers didn't cover. <laughs> um, moving on, some other games in the NFL. The Rams got the cover over the Giants for me. Matthew um, Stafford played great in that game. Another, Great in that game. He looks like an MVP candidate for sure. Yeah. Matt Stafford has been delivering for yeah. the Rams. Um, and they've been covering as of recent. And I think that they're by far one of the best teams in the NFC. I'd say only behind the Cardinals, who the, moved to 6-0. Yes. yes, I agree. 37-14 win in Cleveland. And Arizona just looks hard to beat right now. Yeah. I mean, that line was – Cleveland was favored by three in that game. Yeah. And no Nick Chubb. I don't even think Kareem Hunt played in that game either. Kareem Hunt got hurt. During the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just an interesting line, and the Cardinals proved Vegas wrong, winning 37-14. And that's, those are games where I just scratch my head and say, why the hell did I not take Arizona? I thought it was a trap. I mean, you look at that line, and it's, it's got to be a trap here. It's yeah. got to be. You, you just don't touch games like that when the, yeah. the clear favorite should be Arizona. You know, it, That's why I feel like I, what I need to start doing is I don't even look at the line. Just say, who's going to win this game? And if Vegas has the other team winning by a couple more points, then just, just fade them. Take the points. Take the points. Yeah. Cardinals, 37-14 win. And then the game of the week yesterday, um, 4 o'clock, just an electric game being called by Nance and Romo on CBS. Cowboys and the Patriots. Patriots were up for a good good bit of the game. Um, then there were two touchdowns late that forced overtime. C.D. Lamb waved New England goodbye. Um in Gillette Stadium, and the Cowboys ended up getting the win and the cover. It was three and a half, and when it's th when you have a team minus three and a half, and the game goes to overtime, you're not too confident because the only way you can win really is if there's a touchdown on like the first yeah. drive. Because other than that, the teams are just going for the field goal. 
but Dak Prescott drove him down and got the touchdown right off the bat. I know Gavin had that lock. He had to have been thrilled with that one. Yeah, I mean, he, he and the last play of the game, CD waving at Jalen Mills. Electric. Electric. Yeah, game, game love of the year that. candidate. Game yeah, of the year absolutely, candidate. absolutely. And who knows, primetime games have been delivering all year, so we could see a great game tonight. Bills and the Titans in Nashville. Bats, I know you got the Bills. What do you? What are we looking at here? We're looking at a great game. I. It could be a good game, but I just see the Bills pulling away in this one. Josh Allen is playing spectacular so far. Um, Stephon Diggs and um, Emmanuel Sanders are clicking on offense. Dawson Knox is having a great year too, and the Bills defense is. They're putting up points oh, yeah. on defense too. They they've been playing good, sound football. I mean, I would expect the Bills to cover here easily tonight. Honestly. Yeah, I mean the Bills humiliated the Chiefs in Kansas City in prime time last week, Sunday Night Football, thirty-eight to twenty. Now they're playing the Titans, six and a half point spread. You gotta like them winning by at least a touchdown. Oh yeah, give me Josh Allen and the Bills, baby. Give me the Mafia there. The Buffs are they the best team in the league? They might be. <laughs> they might be. By the end of the year, I will definitely be saying that. I, right now, the Arizona just looks too impressive to not say it's them. You know, and they just got Zach Ertz. That, oh, that, that hurts. Oh, man, Emotion, that's, that's sensitive. Emotional subject for the Philly guy losing Ertz. But you got another tight end. Um, Dallas got it. He, he's good. He's, yeah, Dallas. He, Dallas, uh, Dallas Goddard's got some great intelligence from South Dakota. You know, <laughs> you just love to see that. But You yeah. do love to see yeah. that. The South Dakota grit. Yeah. It's tough to see Zach Ertz go. I mean, he, he's given so much to the city of Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, his wife plays for the national team, too. I mean, they, they build a family and home there, so it's tough to see that. But any won a Super Bowl for Philadelphia. So wish the best for Zach, honestly. <laughs> Great guy. Zach Ertz, if you're listening, this podcast is going out to you. <laughs> best of luck in Arizona. Um, I know that Bats and the rest of Philadelphia will be missing you. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it. We hope that you didn't lose too much this past weekend. Damage was tough. Damage was tough. <laughs> Damage was high. It's been assessed. We got Monday Night Football tonight. NBA tipping off on Tuesday. And then the NBA playoffs are in full swing with the championship series going on. Um, we'll have another episode of our Four Guys, Four Locks Week 8 coming this Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on Instagram for more updates. But we thank you for listening. And remember, always ride Josh Allen and the Buffs.